All right. Okay, let's just wait about 30 seconds here. Get people to get on board. Because something I've noticed, God bless you, thank you. Likewise, Apostle David, nice to meet again and a great morning to you. Likewise. All right, so I just want to, I like to wait a little bit, get people on board. Um, but something I noticed about me, I'm not the only one, but I can only speak for me, I guess, is that I always have something to share before I get into the actual teaching. And uh, for me, it's, uh, it's, it reveals the content of my heart. It reveals the deposit or what's been deposited in me, in my soul, in my soul, in my soul, over the years, over the years, because I've had years, I've had years and years and years of um, preparation time, and we must never, ever, must never waste our preparation time. A lot of people waste their preparation time, time of preparation. I know a lot of people. Lots of people, pastors, oh my goodness, they're the worst. Leaders in the church, they waste their time. And let me tell you how they waste their time. One of the ways you waste your time is by spending more time with preachers than spending with the Lord. And I did that for years. I spent years with the Lord, not chasing after preachers, not chasing after friends, Christian friends, not chasing after girls, not chasing after a wife all of these different things like that. And it's paying off now. It's paying off. And this is just the beginning. This is even not what we're doing now. This is, this is nothing compared to what uh, the Lord is preparing us for. But this is part of it. And um, so don't waste your time. Uh, I guess I, this is what I want to say. Don't waste your time with people that don't want to pray with you. Don't waste your time with people that don't want to go forward in the things of God. Like, you know, there's a difference between the things of God and the things of the church. A lot of people are wasting their time in a local church. I'm not saying don't go to a local church. No, I didn't say that. I'm just saying a lot of people are spending more time in a local church building than they are with the head of the church. All right? So, and that's a big trap. That's a huge trap, especially if you're in the wrong local church. If they're not, meaning if they're not teaching you the right things. Uh, just because they're teaching, preaching, it doesn't mean it's the right things. All right? So you gotta have, you gotta discern a little bit. You know, uh, what's being taught, uh, and even what you're teaching. If you're a teacher, you're kind of some kind of teacher, preacher in the local church, have a ministry. You got to discern, all right, is your doctrine, is it really what the Lord wants you to teach, really? Because I, I would say from what I've seen throughout the church uh, in the last 28, 29 years, most of what is being taught, it's not what the Lord wants to teach. It's not of the Spirit, but they think it is. Anyhow, so let's, um, this word Zoe, this word Zoe, 
the word zoe is it's 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 not a it's not a power word uh but it's an interesting word and uh, I'm glad the apostle David brought it up and I probably would have touched on it down the road but the word zoe is used for physical life physical life but also the word zoe is used for emotional life the life of the soul the psyche right but also the life of the spirit, spiritual life, all right? Because the word zoe, basically it's translated life. In English, most probably, every time you see the word life in your English translation or whatever language you use, whatever it's uh, Swahili or Urdu or whatever, the word life is, if you look up it up in the Greek, most probably it's the word zoe. All right. So let's move on to Second um, Corinthians. Let's move on to Second Corinthians. I got to make this short again. I got some work to do outside this morning uh, in less than an hour from now. So I'm a busy guy like everybody else. So let's go to Second Corinthians. And we'll probably just look at Second Corinthians today. Greetings. And I don't know how to spell, how to pronounce your name, so sorry about that. You should write Pakistan. You should write your nation. Greetings from uh, Uganda. Greetings from Pakistan. Greetings from Kenya. Greetings from India. You should. That's what you should. All right? So 2 Corinthians 4, chapter 4, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Let's look at 10, 11, and 12. 10, 11 and 12, verses 10, 11, 12. Start with 10. Always caring about in the body the liability and exposure to the same, putting to death that the Lord Jesus suffered so that the resurrection life, so that the life of Jesus, all right, also may be shown forth by and in our bodies. Very interesting. So don't stop there. Keep reading. For we who live are constantly experiencing being handed over to death for Jesus' sake, that the resurrection life of Jesus, the life of Jesus, there it is again, <coughs> twice already, the life of Jesus also may be evidenced through our flesh, which is liable to death. So twice already he's talking about the life of Jesus. All right? Twelve. Thus, death is actively at work in us, but it is in order that our life may be actively at work in you. And he's talking about to the Corinthians, the believers in Corinth. All right. So, listen, we need to understand these verses in context with the whole, uh, with the whole chapter. Okay. We really have to. All right. But here is very interesting. He mentions the life of Jesus twice. All right. And we're going to look at that. Eventually, when we get to Colossians, uh, the life of Jesus, all right? And this is something that um, I had never heard of, even though it's in the Bible. <laughs> but I had never heard of until I began to listen. The Lord opened up this door for me to listen to these two preachers uh, out of um, Tulsa, Oklahoma, in the States. And uh, one, of a, one of them is no longer with us, but the other one is. Uh, that's uh, Dave Roberson, and then we have Gary Carpenter, who's still alive. And they began to teach on things that I had really never heard of, but I knew what they were saying was true. 
because all it was all in the Word. It was in the Word, and I'll be touching on these things down the road. I've already done a lot of teaching of that on my YouTube channel. But it's about the death of self. The death of self. It's the thing that most, most have misunderstood. All right? Even those uh, who teach it, which are really, there's hardly anybody teaching on this stuff. I know. I know, I've been listening to preachers uh, for many years now, and nobody teaches it, hardly anybody teaches it, and those who do teach it, they don't do justice to this whole this whole thing, this whole subject or doctrine of death to self, all right? Because once you're born again, once you're actually born again, if you're really, really, really born again, because <laughs> we have people out there that are not born again, they think they are born again, so once you're born again, um, that's just the beginning. That is just, I mean, it's huge. That's huge because uh, if you die to the next day or then that moment, you go to heaven instead of going to hell. Wow. That is, that's massive. All right. That's massively massive, if I can say it that way. But there's this other area in our lives where um, Jesus began to teach on that, about denying self, take up your cross and follow him. And then the 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 disciples, the, the apostles, uh, especially the writers of the New Testament, especially Paul, but even Peter. Uh, there's some great James. Uh, there's some great stuff in there, but especially Paul. Paul had a lot of revelation about this old man versus new man. All right. So if you're going to walk in the life of Jesus, if 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 the life of Jesus is going to be your life. Uh, something inside of you is going to have to die. All right? And um, Dave Roberson had said, this is years ago, he had said this, and I still all got all of his tapes. And he said, basically, he said, he's talking about freedom, getting free from self, uh, totally free from self, is when the person that used to live there no, go, no longer lives there anymore. All right? So Paul talks about this in uh, many places, but especially in Ephesians, uh, where he talks about putting off the old man, putting on the new man, uh, by renewing the mind, the spirit of the mind. So if you're going to walk, if you're going to experience, you know, the life of Jesus, and you can't fake this, you can't fake it, because even on Facebook and other places, you know, you have preachers that talk about these things, but they don't they don't live it it's not in them it's not it's not working through them because and it's not working through me right now but i'm working at it i know it because if it was we would see the four gospels come alive again because jesus has not changed so the life of jesus when you read the four gospels you're seeing the life of jesus all right and what was the life of jesus it was healing every sick person is delivering people from uh, d uh, from 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 demons, right? I mean, in huge huge crowds, all right. And uh, so one person he healed here, one person healed there. That's okay, but it's not what God has in mind. It's not what God has in mind. What He has in mind is what we read in the four Gospels, all right. So that's the life of Jesus, all right. And that's what He wants to see. That's what He's always wanted to see. And we have not seen it in, in a long time. 
Um, maybe the last time we've seen those things was in the days of maybe Catherine Kuhlman. Uh, I don't know if some of you are familiar with the, the Catherine Kuhlman, the miracle worker. Well, it wasn't her. It was the Holy Spirit. Then we've got uh, somebody like uh, Smith Wigglesworth. Um, I can I can go on and on. One of my favorites is uh, John G. Lake. All right, a lot of people they don't they don't they don't believe in that, and they're Christian. They call themselves Christians. <laughs> you know, go figure. You know, they don't believe in miracles. They don't believe in healing. They don't believe in casting out demons, but they call themselves Christians. Well, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. All right. So if we want to see the life of Jesus. As, as right here, the life of Jesus, all right? Something inside of you is going to have to die. It's going to have to die. And Paul talks a lot about that, crucifying the flesh, all these different things like that. And we're going to look at that down the road. And I've already made some good videos on that. So let's move on here to, uh, we're still in 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians. Let's move on to chapter 6. 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Now, we got a lot of preachers, especially young preachers. I see them. And uh, they think they're really, really on fire for God. And, and uh, But I see a lot of religion. I see a lot of religion. You know, there's no tangible fruit. There's no tangible fruit. You know, they're always begging for money. They're always asking for money. Um, they're, they got a big mouth. They, they got the microphone. They, they scream and all these different things like that. You know, they try to hit people over. They try to knock people over when they lay hands on them. They try to knock them over, you know, to get them slain in the spirit. All these different things I got. You know what? That's all of that is not of the spirit. It's of the flesh. It's all flesh. Lots of flesh out there, especially in the charismatic church. Lots of flesh. All right. I always thought that flesh was like sin. Like, I mean, um, sexual sin, all these different things. Like that. That's what I thought years ago after I got saved. And it is. That's part of it. But we have a lot of flesh in the church. Yeah. When you pray for somebody and they don't get healed, uh, guess what? Most probably, it's your fault. It's not their fault. It's your fault. And that's flesh. That's flesh. That's called a fa uh, 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 faith failure. All right, but there's no faith failures with Jesus. Read the Bible. <laughs> Read the Bible very carefully. All right. So there are instances where Jesus could not do miracles because of their unbelief. Now that's different. But boy, read the Bible. Read the four, the four gospels very carefully. All right. And we're going to look at that down the road concerning healing. All right. So let's look at this last, uh, another one, and then we're going to stop it for now. Six, eight. 6-8, amid honor and dishonor, in defaming and evil report, and in praise and good report, we're branded as deceivers, imposters, and yet ind indicated and truthful and honest. So, this is not the right verse. That is just not the right verse, because the word life is not in there. So, what I need to do is I need to take my, my, uh, my Englishman's Greek concordance, and I need to see where I went wrong, because I did go wrong. And there it is, 10, 11, 12. Okay, so we are looking at 6, 8, Galatians 6, 8. 
Galatians 6, 8. Sorry about that. It's Galatians. It's Galatians. Sorry about that. Uh, my fault. My fault. My fault. So Galatians. Galatians 6, 8. Galatians 6, 8. Paul says here, For he who sows to his own flesh, there you go, uh, his lower nature, sensuality, will from the flesh reap decay and ruin and destruction, but he who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. Alright? So, that's what I said. This word life is used many times uh, for this, the, the life of the Spirit, the spiritual life, but also the physical life and this, uh, the emotional life. So, here he says, we sow to the flesh. Now, that proves my point. That proves what I just said before that. It proves that once you're born again, you still have flesh. You still got flesh. And that flesh is found in the soul. In the soul. All right? Because we're spirit, soul, and body. So, you got to get rid of that flesh. Because if you're sowing to the flesh, you're going to reap destruction. All right? You're going to reap all kinds, there's all kinds of consequences on this earth. And also, once you die, because it's part of the law of sowing and reaping. That's what Paul is talking about here, sowing and reaping. It's everywhere. And like I said before, the law of sowing and reaping originated back in the garden, right? Where God gave man, mankind, Adam, but mankind gave us a choice to choose, right? He said, you know, he put the tree, the knowledge of good and evil, right? In the midst of all the other trees and the tree of life, right? At the center of the garden, it says. And he said, don't eat of that tree because the day you eat of it, you'll die. Well, he gave him a choice. He didn't tempt him. God doesn't tempt no man, it says in James. Cannot be tempted with evil, nor does he tempt anybody. All right? So, mankind chose, right, to do the opposite, to not listen to God. And we're still doing it today, and there's consequences. We're, we're, we're reaping. We're reaping. The church has been reaping um, from sowing bad seed over the years. Bad doctrine, unsound doctrine, false doctrine. Yeah, we're reaping it right now. And we need to change all of that. And we are going to change that, you know. So... I think we're going to stop there because I got like, um, I got to get outside. I got some work to do outside um, before my friend shows up to help me with what I got to do. Because uh, we had our first snowfall today. Uh, we had a bit of, we had about an inch of snow. So it's kind of early uh, in November uh, for snow. But anyhow, it's no big deal. I'm, I'm Canadian. I'm used to it. So I want to thank you. And... Uh, you know, just uh, listen to the, the teachings over and over again. And uh, I'll never ask you for money. And a lot of you ask me for money. And uh, they send me messages and on Messenger and ask me for money and uh, this and that. You know what? You'll never get any. And, and I, I don't say this with a big smile on my face. Well, I do have a smile, but you'll never get any money from me. You'll never get any, any money from me because I'm, that's not my calling. Um, that's just not my calling. You know, when I, what I do, I do for free. 
when I travel, I travel for free. I don't take, I don't, I don't take offerings, uh, all these conferences. I don't take offerings. I pay for everything. So you need to stop asking, a lot of you, not all of you, but some of you are always asking me for money. And you need to stop that because eventually I just unfriend you or I even block you or I'll block you, you know. So it's up to you. Back to the law of sowing and reaping. I'm, I'm, I'm warning you in advance. And, uh, you know, I know people are hurting, but, uh, you know, it's uh, you have access to the kingdom inheritance. You have access to the king of kings, the lord of lords, and you have access to the kingdom wealth. You have access to it. Just get into the Bible. Get into the word. You'll find out really quick that you have access to it. But you got to know what the word says about it. You got to know what the word says about it. So I got to go. So as always, I finish my videos now. I encourage all of you to learn. This takes time. Learn what it takes. What it takes to walk in the fullness of His grace, the grace of God, as well as the faith of God, meaning what He believes. So the grace of God is what He's already done. The faith of God is what He believes. So that because faith, it's faith that gives access to the grace of God. You'll never access God's grace apart from faith. And that includes finances. You have to know about it. You got to know what the word says about it. And I'm not talking about Luke 6.38. I'm not talking about Malachi 3.10. I'm not even talking about that. Forget that. Forget that. You got, there's a lot of other verses in the Bible that teach us about how to prosper. How to prosper. All right. And uh, I mean, and I'm talking about money, money, food, clothing, whatever. So thank you. And uh, tomorrow, I don't know. I got some work. But anyhow, we'll take it one day at a time for now. And uh, thank you. And shalom. And amen.